Hey guys, Willie Mayak, creator of The Confident Improviser. Welcome to The Confident Improviser podcast. This is episode number 51. And today we're going to be talking about chord tone targeting and specifically chromatic chord tone targeting. What I'm going to show you is I'm going to show you how to uh, kind of build out your improvisational lines and use chromaticism and the chromatic scale to be able to target uh, notes in your chords. All right, so let's take a look at the sheet music here. And just as a quick reminder, if you're looking for the sheet music, uh, Jazz Edge members can download all of the sheet music right from within their account. All right, all right so uh, in the sheet music here, you'll see here to check out podcast episode 27 for information on using target notes and also check out TCI uh, uh, exercise number 34. That's the confident improviser number 34. And what I'm gonna be doing in this podcast, I'm gonna start to show you how to combine the confident improviser along with you know standards by the dozen and other materials. So this podcast is gonna get very important for those of you that are going through that confident improviser program, and especially for those of you that are looking for added information. All right, so the first thing that we have here is we have a very simple uh, one, six, two, five progression, right? So this is a F major seventh chord or an F major sixth chord you can also play as well, right? Either one. When I go up to the D minor, I'm not playing the ninth of the chord. I will in uh, other episodes. Uh, but right now, I'm literally just playing the root, uh, uh, the third, the fifth, the seventh, and the root, okay? Uh, so here, it makes it just a little bit softer when you're improvising. When you add the ninth, the, the E, sometimes it can kind of conflict with that, uh, the third of the chord. So I took the third out, uh, or I took the ninth out, rather, up top and just replaced it with the root. G minor seven, we have seven, nine, three, five, and C seven, three, 13, seven, and nine. And like I said, uh, you can grab all the sheet music for this back at jazzedge.com. All right, I also have a very simple um, uh, play along track here that you'll be able to download and play along with as well. So let me go ahead and put that on and let's just go ahead through and play these chords quickly. F major, D minor, G minor, C7. All right, good. So now, you first of all, you got to make sure if we're going to get into any kind of improvisation that you really make sure that you have your accompaniment down there in the left hand. All right, so now the next step is we're going to just simply target the third of each of the chords. And all that means is that in my right hand, I'm going to play the third of the chord. So for F major 7, the third is what? It's A. For D minor, the third is what? It's F. For G minor, the third is what? It's B flat. And finally, for C7, the third is, you got it, E. Right? So notice one more time on the D minor 7 chord, see how I took out that 9? Because the 9 and the third would be a half step apart. Okay? And then that half step apart like that creates a lot of tension. So again, I just move the 9th to the D. Right? So let's go through and let's play that along with the backing track. Here we go. Now immediately you could kind of hear how this would create some, uh, you know, some nice stability in your improvisation, right? All of these notes are going to sound good. Remember, when we improvise, we, we can use chord tones all day long. Chord tones are always going to sound good. The only problem, if it's even a problem, with chord tones is that after a while, 
it sounds like you're just playing chord tones. So you want to like do some other stuff, create a little bit more tension to uh, get some more interest. All right, but anyway, you can hear that we have some stability in our line right there. All those notes sound good, and we're also getting some nice movement. So if I were to just draw a line here, see how I go down, and I'm coming up, and I come back down again, all right? So I'm getting some motion in my line. It's not like the line is just staying straight across, you know, always playing the same note. All right, so now that we have that, the next step is we're going to start to create some eighth note lines filling in the chromatic scale between our target notes. So bear with me for a second, be patient with me as I explain this because I just want to make sure that everyone really has this concept down. All right, so I'm starting with my target notes. The target notes are hitting on the beat along with the chord. So again, our progression here is F major, D minor, G minor, C7. Each of the chords is two beats apiece. So the first chord hits on beat one, the next chord hits on beat three. So every time I hit that chord, I am hitting that target chord tone. In this case, we're using the third for all the chords, right? So I'm hitting the third of the chord every time I hit that new, uh, that new chord. So that means on beat one, when I play F major, I hit the third of F major, which happens to be A. When I go to uh, beat three and I hit D minor, I play the third of D minor, which is F, all right? And that's all in the right hand. And if I just were to circle these uh, in my music, those are my uh, target notes right here, okay? So those are the thirds right there. The red circles are the thirds. All right, so now what's happening in between? I'm going to draw kind of like a blue line underneath all of these notes that are happening in between. All right, so what I have is I have A, G, F sharp, then down to F natural, G, G sharp, A, then B flat for the G, G, G flat, F, and then to the E. All right? And I'm going to fix something right now. This is, this is going to kind of bug me here. I'm just going to fix the... Um, and harmonics here, all right? So I have A, G, G flat, down to F. Let's just take that first part right there, all right? So I'm starting on the A, which is the third of my F, right? And then, now I don't start with eighth notes right out of the gate. Here I just started with a quarter note first, okay? And so we're just gonna take that much right there. I'm gonna go right up to the G minor, and then I'm gonna stop. All right, so I have the third of the F, and then I have this chromaticism that's going down to the third of the D. So you'll notice that I could have done chromatic, like, like right from the beginning. I could have went A, A flat, G, G flat, down to F. That would have been fine as well. I just decided to start with a quarter note instead. Okay? But you see how I'm utilizing that chromaticism. Now, you might say to me, hey, wait a second, Willie, how is that any different than our enclosures, right? Because I could also say that that A, then going down to the G, G flat to the F, I could say that this right here is really just an enclosure, right? It's a double chromatic leading down to my F, and you'd be absolutely right. Okay? However you want to think about it, absolutely fine. You can think about it like, hey, I'm going from a chord tone, I'm going to the next chord tone, and I'm adding some chromaticism in between there. Or you could simply say I'm going from the chord tone, and then I'm doing this double chromatic enclosure to get to the third of the D minor. However you want to look at it, 
both of them are saying exactly the same thing. So it's definitely a tomato-tomato kind of situation. All right, the point though is that I am now making it so that I'm filling in between these chord tones. Now, look at what's happening here for the next one. This next one here, I'm going G, G sharp, A, B flat, okay? So I started on the F. Now, right here, this is kind of the secret of what you have to start to learn. You have to start to learn how can I create this chromaticism on the fly, right? Let's take a look at this again, let's dive a little bit deeper, okay? So I have a D minor, and I'm just gonna play a root three chord shell for right now, right? I love this kind of stuff. It's, it's really technical and, it, and it's kind of neat. All right, so I have D minor, and like I said, I'm just playing a root three chord shell in the left hand. So in the right hand, I'm gonna start on F, and then I know I'm gonna go up to G minor, and I'm just gonna move to my root seven chord shell for G minor. Just something simple for right now, so I can get the sound of the root in my left hand. All right, so and then I'm gonna go up to B flat. Now, if I were to just do straight chromaticism, that would be F, F sharp, G, G sharp, right? But then what would be the next note it would lead me to? A, which would be fine, I could do that, right? Because A would sound good on a D minor chord, but again, we know we're trying to get to the B flat. So that's not gonna work. Now, what else could I do? I could change the rhythm around. I could do that, I could throw a triplet in there, triplet. Okay, and that would be one way in which I could get to the B flat. What I decided to do in this exercise instead is just skip over that F sharp and go right to the G. I also like that better because as we start to really dive into our improvisation and think about like what notes we wanna play, well think about it, you're going from F natural then up to F sharp, right? Wouldn't that F sharp give it that major sound, right? Now we can make the argument that it's gonna happen quick and the tension is gonna get resolved and that's, you'd be absolutely right with all of that, all right? But here's an example of how you can um, uh, leave out that F sharp and then still find your way back to that B flat, okay? Now, let's move on and let's go to this next one here. So now we're going, uh, we're on the, the, the G minor with the B flat and now we're gonna get down to the E for C. So we have, What did I do? I went the B flat, then I went down to G, G flat, F, E. Okay. Now there's a couple of ways in which you can really start to look at this and figure it out quickly on the fly. Now, uh, one way is you'll just start to feel it. Right? You'll just start to feel how much space you have available to you, and then you're just gonna kind of just fill it in, and then what will happen is you'll also notice that sometimes, oh, you know what? You get into a little bit of a jam, and it's like, oh, I gotta get to this note, but I don't have enough time, so what do you do? You just speed the notes up. Do triplets, do 16th notes, okay? Do 16th note triplets. That's uh, all of those uh, types of rhythms are going to speed that, those notes up so that you can get to your target faster. Now, another way in which you could look at it is, I know I gotta go to E, and I know I'm on B flat, right? So I already know I'm gonna be playing the B flat, and I know I'm gonna get to E. So how many uh, uh, chromatic notes do I have to work with? I really only have what? I have three chromatic notes to work with, because the B flat is already set, and then the E for the C is already set as well. 
those are set in place. So I just have these three notes right here, these three, okay, to be able to do something with. My three chromatic notes there. All right, so one easy way of, of doing this, start on E and count up three chromatic notes. F, F sharp, G. Okay, and then you could say to yourself, oh yeah, that's gonna work because the G is gonna sound nice on a G minor chord. What if I went the other way? E, E flat, D, C sharp. Eh, I don't know if that's gonna sound so good, but let's try it. Oh! Now isn't that interesting how that works? Why does that work even going, even going down uh, to the C sharp? Because again, think about it, C sharp on a G minor chord, right? That doesn't seem like that should work, but it works because the tension is getting resolved quickly. There's a second reason why it works, okay? So the first reason is that the tension gets resolved quickly. Now if I just, uh, uh, you know, stayed on it, and also notice I gotta move my thumb out of the way in the voicing in order to be able to play that, right? If I just stay there, that's gonna sound like garbage, okay? Uh, so as long as I resolve the tension quickly, that'll be all right. Another reason why that's going to work is because that note, the C sharp, is on a weak beat. You're playing that on the and of one. The B flat and then the E for the C, those notes are on strong beats. So if you see my B flat here and my E, are on strong beats, they're on beats one and three. So another way in which you can look at this is that those notes that are in between, okay, so all of these notes in between these target notes, okay, these can actually be, meh, they could be bad notes, right? They could be notes that are not the best notes to choose, but they're going to still work out okay because they're gonna be on weaker beats, and the tension is also gonna get resolved. So, if you're reading anything into what I'm saying, read this into it. Those um, uh, target notes that you hit when you hit the chord, that's what's most important. Everything else in between is important, of course, right? And we don't wanna play garbage at the piano. But all of those notes in between those you can be forgiven for a lot more if you hit, uh, you know, wrong notes. And I don't even like to say wrong notes because there's really no such thing as a wrong note. You can play anything, anywhere, anytime. The real question is, does it fit and do you like the sound of that, right? Um, but anyway, this is a strong, powerful concept because then as long as you can hit those target notes, whatever happens in between, it's almost like, meh, you know? So check this out. I'm gonna, uh, uh, well actually, let, let, me, let me finish this out. So G, and then to the C, and then we're gonna resolve right back to the A. So the whole line is this. Now, not a line that's gonna blow the doors off of uh, any uh, improvisational words, but it sounds good, it gets the job done, and it's something that you can work off of. All right, so now, Let's uh, add in the band to it. Play along with that. Here we go. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I know for me, what I'm trying to do is I'm always trying to come up with lines that sound interesting to the ears, but also something that is going to work, right? I, I want something that's going to sound decent, right? I don't want to play. You know, I mean, like, sure, anybody could just play notes on, on the piano, but to play something that's going to sound good, that's ultimately what our goal is. So using this concept, you could create lines that sound good, okay? And let's uh, uh, remember the power of this. You could take this concept and apply it to all of the different TCI exercises. So not just on the progression from exercise 34, but go back to the other exercises and then try applying the same concept to them. All right, so now that is one option. Let me show you another option. Here's another variation here. Let me play it for you and then uh, we can break it down a bit. Here we go. Okay. All right, so we're starting again. All of the target notes are still the same. The F, I'm sorry, the A, to the F, to B flat, to E. The only difference is the E, I came up here, I came up an octave. So here I'm starting on. So you see how I went to the A, and then I know I want to get to the F, so then I went G, G flat, but we already talked about the three chromatic notes, all right, that we need in between. Well, I just did two, so what am I to do? Go a half step below, then come up. And remember, this is exactly the same thing as our enclosures, right? This is a double chromatic from above, uh, a chromatic from below to the target, okay? So a double chromatic from above, half step from below to the target, okay? Again, though, another way in which you could look at it is that I'm just using my chromatic scale. So however you look at it, fine. And then on the D, then I jump up to the C, and then here I'm doing the B natural to A natural, then I go to B flat. So this is a half step above, half step below, going to the B flat. Now I'll tell you honestly, I'm not in love with that line. I don't like the B natural, okay? It doesn't sound all that great, but it still works, right? Still gets the job done. If you didn't like that, you could do that. You could also just stick with chord tones, right? And that would be fine as well. Tension doesn't bother me kind of like the tension because then it gets resolved right into that B flat. And then see what I did on the G minor? I went B flat, then up to the C, okay? And then I did this double chromatic going up to the third of the C. And then on, once I'm on the C, then I come down to the root of C, then double chromatic back down into the third of the A. Right? And again, you can see all of this in the sheet music, and I suggest that you uh, download the sheet music and you can play around with that. And what I've also done is I've also added in these uh, extra measures here where you can create your own, all right? All right, so uh, that's it for our chromatic chord tone targeting. What we're going to be talking about in exercise number 52 to kind of get you prepared is we're going to be talking about starting to extend these chords. Like, so right now, these chords are two beats per, um, you know, two beats per chord. What happens when you have one chord for an entire uh, measure, an entire four beats? 
how do you then apply the same concept? That's what we're going to be talking about in episode number 52. So anyway, thanks guys for uh, joining me on uh, uh, today's podcast. I want to also remind you to, uh, of course, check out all the episodes. You can um, listen in right on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.